ridiculous uh, look about you, though. So you, you okay, <laughs> it's, it's a well-worn look, All right. right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, questions for uh, offense coordinator, quarterbacks coach, Dave Patton. How's the, I guess, first couple of days of practice been? Not it's been good. Time. I mean, the, the carryover from the spring has been terrific. Guys had a really, really good summer. Um, they're in tremendous shape. Uh, their understanding of what we're doing is great, and that's a testimony to what they did during the offseason. Um, watching you know, a lot of tape and you know, a lot of cut-ups and um, getting out there and throwing with the guys, you know, running seven-on-seven seven stuff during, you know, at night. I mean, a lot of these guys, you know, our, our schedule is crazy around here. You know, that they, they come in, they work out, they go to an internship, they come back, um, and then they go seven-on-seven you know, seven a couple nights a week, and the quarterbacks run that. So it's been really good, really happy with where we are. Got a long way to go here over the next uh, three weeks, but really happy with where we are. You got a large group at both running back and receiver. How important is it for you to run those two huddles for them to get all those reps? Yeah, I mean that's a tremendous thing about how we practice, and, and that's been something that uh, we did, you know, at the other places that we've been. Also, is that you just your development is so much more advanced, um, especially for the young guys. You know, you got guys that are in there that are freshmen that might have to be, you know, a guy down the line, and they're getting invaluable reps. You know, over there, the young quarterback development is really good because you have. You know, so many more reps, and you just got to kind of monitor it. You know, you got to, um, you can't run, you know, 5,000 reps in a practice, right? You got to be smart about how many reps you're getting. But the development, there's no question, you know, anytime you're getting, uh, you know, 150 to 175 reps in a practice, guys are getting better. How's Jordan Yates been handling? He was here a lot in the spring, just watching. Kind of, did he, are you seeing some of the benefits of him just being able to soak some of that up? Mm -hmm. He's really, really smart. Um, you know, even, you know, back then, you know, we had sent him a bunch of information and said, listen, just learn this stuff, you know, and when he came in and reported with the other freshmen, um, he was like, you know, right on top of his game. He can, you know, get on the board and he can draw all the stuff up and answer all the questions, you know. Now, when the bullets start to fly a little bit, you know, it's a different story. You got to stand back there and, you know, they're coming a lot faster than they did six months ago when he was playing in the playoffs. Something that Coach Collins has hit on here, I mean, over the last few months is no longer being a scheme-based program, but a player-based program. When I hear that, it kind of seems abstract, and so I wanted to ask you specifically, are there any concrete examples of that in the way that you base player-based program with scheme-based program mm -hmm. and how, how that works for you and what you're doing with this offense? Well, I think that they do marry, especially on offense, because I think you know, schematically, you're not tied to one specific scheme, um, maybe like, you know, in the triple option, right? They're, they were going to run um, the spread option and run it tremendously well, no matter who the guys were that they had, and then they would recruit for that system. You know, I, I think for us, it's really identifying who those guys are that are playmakers for us, what our guys can handle up front, what the quarterbacks can handle, and then kind of tailoring everything around what each individual guy can do, you know, and then finding, you know, let's say, you know, who's that one wide receiver that could go get the ball and putting him in a position where he can go get the ball um, and then just kind of building it that way instead of saying, listen, this is what we do and we're just going to stick the pegs in and, you know, make it fit. Um, great coaching, I think, is really identifying who you have and putting all the pieces together to, you know, to, you know, best put, put your best outfit out there. To that, to that end, you, know, you saw them in the spring, you had the whole summer to kind of think about it. I remember we, you talked about how this is kind of a fun exercise to think about what you do with guys. How much of an idea now do you have about here's what I think we're going to... Yeah, I have a pretty good idea of what the skill set is and, you know, where we are. I mean, we're still looking for overall development. Mm 
you know, I have a pretty good idea of what we're going to want to be. Um, I'm obviously not going to tell anybody else that, right. you know. Um, but I think we have a, a good general idea of what the guys are doing. But, you know, still, even in, even today, I mean, you know, we're, we're seeing things that were so much better than what we did in the spring because the guys just understand more. And when you look at our guys physically, they look tremendous. I mean, Coach Corella, what he did with his guys in the offseason is – you know, as valuable as anything that's been done in this program. Our guys, you know, look leaner, they're stronger, they're really fit. Um, and so now you're seeing guys being able to do some things that they might not have been able to do in the spring because, you know, they just weren't as fit as they needed to be. So, I mean, we're, you know, it's, it's, been, a, it's been a total uh, a total work in progress. And, um, but, you know, I kind of like exactly where we're going. You have sort of two styles of running backs. You have sort of your traditional tailbacks, and then you have some all-purpose guys. Mm-hmm. And you've been flexing them kind of in and out and stuff. How uh, how helpful, I guess, is that to have some of that flexibility with a guy like Nate or Omari or some of those Yeah, guys? I mean, I think that that's really important because, you know, if you're a defensive coordinator and you look at a certain personnel grouping, you're going to look at the plays that they've run out of that personnel grouping, and you're going to defend those plays week to week. But if you can change the looks – uh, with two running backs in the game or even being two running backs in the tight end. But, you know, change the looks week to week. I think that that's, you know, really important for your flexibility. And it gives you more depth. You know, if you can move some of those guys around and they can play a little bit of slot and, you know, maybe one week you're down a couple guys or whatever, you can, you know, you have to be able to mix and match. And it's always been something that we've tried to do offensively is to cross-train all of our skill guys to be able to play anywhere from the number one receiver all the way into the backfield so that you can motion guys out, get into different sets. And then you're just teaching a general concept, but they know if I'm number one, I'm number two, I'm in the backfield, I'm number three, this is what I do. And then we could just move guys, move sets, but it's still the same play. Naturally, pass protection is a big part of what you do. We talked to a couple of the offensive linemen. They felt they were making good progress. What has your observation been? Yeah, I mean, way more advanced than they were those first couple of days. You know, the first couple of days they were head down, trying to headbutt somebody when they're running through. Um, I think the biggest gain that, they're, that they've made, and um, certainly they're much better technically, and Brent's done an unbelievable job on him. He's a tremendous offensive line coach, um, is their understanding of the scheme and the understanding of defense. And when your understanding of a protection comes together with your understanding of a defense and how they're trying to attack you, you could be much more efficient because you're not guessing, right? You're not playing on your heels. You're like, okay, I see this look. I've seen this look a thousand times on tape. I know what they're going to do here. And you could basically predict the blitz before it happens. And now you can play with a lot more confidence. You can communicate a lot more. You're not, you're not, you know, you're not out there on an island frozen trying to guess on what's going on. So I think that their overall mental development has been a huge piece of it also. Has Lucas separated himself at all yet? Or are you, st- are you seeing the growth that you expected kind of having an offseason to kind of marry? Yeah, I mean, he's, he's been great, but they all have. You know, uh, Tobias has been sick the last couple of days, so he has, you know, we haven't seen him. Uh, do a whole lot, but he had a tremendous offseason. Um, and James Graham has grown a lot. You know, um, he was the first one answering questions in the in the meeting the other night, um, and uh, he really put in a lot of hard work over the 
over the uh, summer and, and in the spring to kind of really figure out what he is. I mean, those three guys are really, really good players. You know, our, I, I know everybody wants to try to make it such that, you know, and we've answered this question a thousand times, you know, you have option quarterbacks. No, I mean, we got really, really good dual quarterbacks. Um, and, you know, they can run and throw, and that's what you're going to see. Is Tobias able to be in the meetings right now, or is he uh... – We'll find out a little bit more today. You know, he was he's been feeling a little down, so we kept him out of the meetings. But I mean, he could come into the meeting right now and teach it. You know, I mean, we, he's been in there the whole summer. He's been in there. You know, I've been I was back in the office last week. You know, and he was in there just hanging out, watching stuff. And I'd say, hey, what are you going to do here? And you know, it's not like uh, you know he doesn't look at me like um, you know I'm speaking a foreign language, right? He looks at me. He's like, okay, yeah, we, we would we would have to do this. We would have to do that. So. You know, I'm not worried about him, you know, not being around for the last couple of days. The restocking of the tight end position, obviously, yeah. you have three guys. On yeah, we look good, right? You, you got a whole line of guys that are 6'4", 235. It was really cool. <laughs> and, you have, and you have some walk-ons and stuff. Yep. So you have actually some bodies now. Is that, yeah. Have you noticed kind of a little bit of that in the practices? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, did you see Tyler Davis run down the middle of the field and catch a 65-yard touchdown pass? I mean, the, the great thing with him is he was 235 in the spring. He's 255 right now. Um, he looks amazing. He, you know, uh, Chris Wiesehan is a tremendous tight end coach. I mean, you know, he's one of the best offensive line coaches in the country, never mind. Um, and he does a great job with those guys. And he said to Tyler, listen, I've done a study of every pro tight end that's got drafted in the last five years, and here's the look. You're 6'4 or better, and you're 250 or better. And Tyler said, okay, that's what I have to do. That's what I have to do. And now he put on great weight. And, again, Lou did a tremendous job with him of identifying, listen, I need to be bigger so I can hold up in a run game, but I can't, you know, I can't, have, I can't be the bad body tight end either. You know, I still got to be strapped up so I can do what I did today. Um, and, you know, we put him in the slot. You know, I think you, you might have saw some stuff. We were, we were like a 21 personnel today, right? We had, you know, the tight end, the two fullbacks in there. And, you know, um, and he was the slot, and he ran right by the safety. And, you know, he threw the ball over the top and made a really good play. And, you know, the, really the development of those younger guys has been really good. And I like, you know, a couple of those freshman guys are going to, you know, be pretty good players. Chris? To go back to what I was asking about, just kind of what you think it might look like, it, I think it would be a logical conclusion just because you're, you know, you don't have a lot of experience at tight end, like maybe, and you have a lot of backs and receivers, but maybe in terms of getting guys in the field, that's probably more where you'd, you'd be headed. Would, you, would that be reasonable? I don't know about that. I mean, you know, if you look at us historically, we're about 70% 11 personnel, uh-huh. you know what I mean? So, um, the cool thing about what we do is we can put two good backs on the field and a tight end. You can put two backs on the field and three wide receivers, you know, and just mix and match game to game or series to series, play to play. Um, part of what I think makes us a little bit more difficult to defend than a lot of the true spread teams who are only in one, two, or three different formations is that we may be in three or four different personnel groupings in 10 or 12 different formations per game. Um, and again, it'll come back to, you know, yeah, those, those two running backs or those three or four running backs are playing really, really well. So now you got to figure out a way to get split backs on the field. And we've won a lot of games and moved the ball a lot with two backs in the backfield. We, you know, we're really good with that. Um, and then, you know, if one of the young tight ends came along, you know, then, you know, so now you have, you know, again, you have a 12 personnel package. You have two tight ends on the field. You're running the same routes that you installed day one 
with the wide receivers. Now it's just another guy. And so the way that we cross-train everybody, you're going to be able to mix and match and move guys in and out. Um, but we do have really good depth at running back. And, you know, if you watch Coach Choice on the sideline, I mean, he's just rolling those dudes into practice. And it's not just on one field. You have really, really good players on both fields. You have eight, nine, ten guys that are, you know, really competing. A couple more for Coach Patton. In terms of the slot position, uh, and the pure slots anyways, really it was Brown and Blancato in the spring. Mm -hmm. They have some newer guys, younger guys as well. Kind of what are you seeing from that spot so far? Yeah, I mean, those, still, those two guys have still been, you know, the guys that uh, have been running with the first group. And then, you know, we didn't do it a lot in the spring, uh, but you can move the outside guys inside. I mean, Malachi Carter would be a tremendous slot, um, and he's playing at an unbelievable level right now. He's, he's uh, you know, I haven't been around all of the ACC teams, but, uh, you know, I'm not trading that dude for a lot of guys. You know, I mean, he's been really, really good. Um, so you can move him inside. Tyler Davis can move outside. You can move... Um, you know, Nate Cottrell out into the slot or Amari out into the slot. So you're going to have, you know, to mix and match some of those guys. And then, you know, um, uh, uh, Kalani Norris has been in there, and he's been really good the first two days, you know. So um, traditionally we wouldn't put a young guy out there right away, but, I mean, if those young guys are playing really well, and Azir uh, has been playing really well on the outside, so now you have the ability to move some of the outside guys inside. So, again, I mean, we'll just continue to mix and match people and, cross-train guys and we don't just say hey you're a slot you know because today in practice Tyler played the slot and we moved Marion outside so they when we teach him it's like okay this is what the scheme is these are the concepts this is what you do if you get plugged in at A, B, C, D, or E this is what you have to do. Curious uh, I noticed Jordan yesterday you know he was signaling in plays and you were putting him in the formation he was kind of directing guys around is that something you would normally expect of a freshman in his first practice to be able to do? Or is it yeah, I mean, all of the quarterbacks and, and a bunch of the coaches are all responsible for being able to signal. Uh -huh. um, so, um, you know, during the course of the game, you know, if you, the, the best way to learn to read the signal is to be able to signal it yourself. You know, so you're just creating a depth of understanding of being able to get out there. And, you know, some guys will be live signalers, some guys won't. And, um, but, you know, Jordan's really smart, right? He's a football guy, you know, so it's not, it's not hard to say, hey, uh, signal this, and he just kind of goes over. But it's just part of learning, just like, hey, you run a poster. You know, it's like, okay, this is what the signal is. You know? And then, you know, and when we meet, it's, you know, you look at the play, you look at the playbook page, you look at the signal, and then you watch some cut-ups, and it's all part of, part of the deal. Okay. Thank Thanks, you guys. Coach. Appreciate it. You got it. Thank you.